Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. All right, here we go here at 938. It's Dean Richards Sunday morning with uh, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer uh, at Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Good morning, my friend. How are you today? Dean, I am doing great. I mean, come on, 70, what is it, 75 degrees out and not too humid? Everyone should be in a good mood. Perfect. I wish it was a little sunnier than cloudy, yep. but but apparently that's coming uh, later on today. You can't beat that. Uh, oh. The the uh, the three uh, letters, numbers, combination uh, that everyone is concerned about this week, as it has to do with COVID, is BA5. Can you explain BA5 to us? Yeah, and people are probably saying again, gosh, you had Delta and Omicron, and why is it, you know, why isn't there a new Greek letter? It's because this BA4 and BA5 are still in that Omicron family. And unfortunately, there are about 70% of the cases right now in the United States, and the concern is that how rapidly it is spreading and how little protection we have from getting sick uh, from the vaccine. Certainly a lot of protection from being hospitalized, but not from getting a BA4 or BA5. And uh, also more contagious, I'm hearing, is that right, than previous incarnations? Absolutely. About four times more contagious. So if you think about it, way back when we were thinking about just the original COVID and how contagious that was, now put that on steroids, and you're starting to see why so many people have this. One, is it's super contagious. Two, we don't get a lot of antibody protection. So I doubt that there's anybody listening right now that doesn't know someone that is is suffering from COVID right now or has had it in the last week. So uh, if we are vaccinated and boosted, uh, that is only protecting us from severe uh, symptoms later on. It's not that that will protect you from getting BA5. You still have to be super careful about that, right? Absolutely. Everyone has to remember that. People say, oh, I'm not going to get vaccinated because Joe got vaccinated and he still got sick. But Joe, who got vaccinated, did not get placed in the hospital. Individuals, and we're unfortunately seeing hospitalizations go up right now, are usually individuals who haven't been vaccinated at all. And the sad thing is, with the availability of vaccines now just about at every corner, we still have 20% of this country who has not been vaccinated at all. Yeah, that's uh, it, it, it disturbing to me. So for maximum protection right now, uh, your original vaccination and the two booster shots, right? Absolutely. If people are saying, you know what, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to wait till the fall to get that booster. That's the Please thing, don't yeah. do that. Right. You know, we're seeing, like I said, BA5 is spreading so quickly that we really want to make sure we can slow this. All right. And the protection against that is what we've been talking about for the last two years, right? Uh, wash, exactly. Washing your hands, wearing your mask, uh, in, inside and outside. I mean, is it that contagious that we should be wearing our masks outside, too? You know, outside in close contact with people, I would say yes, especially if you have any comorbidities whatsoever. We're certainly trying to protect the most vulnerable people right now. So, you know, getting vaccinated and then really being careful, especially if you're around anybody who has been sick, because like I said, it is out there and it is out there in droves. I, I honestly cringe a little bit when I meet somebody and they want to shake hands right now. 
I'm I'm still a little uncomfortable with that. Uh, it's probably not the best thing to be doing, right? Fi- no, Dean, you're, you're spot on. And I'll tell you, I've gone back to fist bumping, you know, hitting the back of your hand, the part of your hand that's not going to touch your face. Um, and certainly I think people that do that, it's a reminder to them that COVID is still out there, but you're still acknowledging that individual. So um, that, I would recommend going back to fist bumps or elbow bumps. Yeah, uh, President Biden did it with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia <laughs> the other day. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen heads of state fist bumping before, but uh, it, it is a good reminder. And, you know, I have found uh, that when somebody puts their hand out for a big old shake, and, you know, I present the fist, you know, and I just go, you know what, I'm still I'm still in the fist bump stage. People are, you know, they're perfectly fine. They're they're almost apologetic that they uh, offered you, you know, a shake when they probably still should be doing the fist bump. So uh, I encourage people to uh, to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, especially in large gatherings where you don't have like you said, you know, you were at a wedding. What was it? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Think about that. You know, you're greeting potentially hundreds of people. Um, you don't have the opportunity to go wash your hands. So certainly any opportunity where you're a large group, do the fist bump and, and try not to shake hands. You don't want to be the vector for multiple people getting sick. Yeah, and especially if it's an event like a wedding where there are elderly people, you know, and people who, are, you know, maybe are more vulnerable than you are, right? you know, just help and protecting uh, other people uh questions for dr most you can text them in at 312-981-7200 or we love hearing from you on the phone 312-981-7200 the 608 area code says in order to stay safe in outdoor settings with large numbers of people is there a safe distance to stay away from people or is it best to just avoid the situations completely well, you know, Dean, I would say if you have any comorbidities or if you have any reason that this illness could be you know, much more serious in you, I would try to avoid those right now until we get BA5 under control. Um, individuals who are not, certainly if you look at it, and remember we talked about six feet in 15 minutes, well, it's still about six feet, but it's a much shorter time frame. So certainly if you could stay six feet from people outside, much more comfortable that you're not going to get exposed. Um, but certainly anybody with comorbidities, um, I would be very careful in large groups right now and go back to masking. Uh, 708 area code asked, what's the difference between a handshake and fist bump? It's still skin against skin. Absolutely it is. And it's a great question, right? And the reason that we worry about handshakes is we touch our palms of our hand. I doubt many of you take the back of your hand and touch your face. So when we talk skin to skin, we're not concerned that the virus is going to get on through our skin. What we're concerned about is that the virus will be on our hand and then we will touch our nose, we will touch our mouth, we will touch our face. That is how it gets exposed to us. So it's the virus being on that surface that touches the surface close. I doubt there are many people, if you think of a fist bump, do you ever turn your hand back to push that up against your face? Certainly not. It's always the palm. And that's where we see the spread occur from. Sure. That is a great question. Yeah, you, you, you go to rub, you know, if you've shaken hands with somebody, your palm, your fingers, your thumb, uh, all, all you know, exposed where you may now, you know, scratch your eye. Maybe you got a little something in your eye and you go to scratch your eye. That's one way that it gets in or, you know, you uh, by, by your nose or by your mouth. Those are the places where it gets in. 
Uh, makes perfect sense to me. Let me take a quick break. We'll come right back with Dr. Kevin Most and more of your questions at 312-981-7200-949. Dean Richards, Sunday morning on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most, as always, answering your questions about COVID-19 and really, uh, you know, if you have any other health concerns, uh, the good doctor is always here to help. And you are going to be on first with Dr. Kevin Most. Hi, you're on WGN. Hi there, good morning, and I, um, Dr. Kevin, I know your friend Melanie, that's the physician recruiter there at the Northwestern Medical Group, but anyway, I am a senior, and I'm in good shape, and most every day I feel much younger than what I am, which is almost 63 next month, but I go for my gynae exam every year, however, I don't go for physicals. And so as a senior, I wanted to ask you, what, like, additional vaccination should I get? Should I get the shingles one? Should I get a flu shot every year? Do I need to go for a stress test now that I'm 63? Um, And if I do go for a physical what kind of blood work do I need to have done, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, boy. I hope you got a pencil and paper. Yeah, pseudo. <laughs> pseudo uh, great questions. And, and great that you follow up with your, with your OB-GYNE. Um, a lot of gynae are doing primary care right now and, and really taking care of women's health instead of just calling it OB-GYNE. So certainly. Yeah, you know, my gynae is very thorough and he does look after me well, but I haven't had any kind of a physical probably ever. Let's get to some of those other questions that you've got, Kev. Yeah, absolutely. So there are definitely flu shot every year, 100%. Over the age of 60, I strongly recommend it. The other two vaccines that you should probably consider right now definitely is shingles. Um, Anybody who's had shingles certainly does not want to get it. And at your age, you had chicken pox as a child, so that virus is in your body, dormant right now, and you want to prevent that from occurring. And then you should talk about pneumovax. As far as blood tests, certainly we want to look at seniors and just say, okay, we want to make sure, one, do you have enough vitamin D? Because it's one of the big things for our immune system. We want to make sure that your thyroid is still working properly. We want to know what your cholesterol is. And diabetes is a big one in, as we age. So certainly those routine blood tests are something that should be performed on you. Yeah. So those would probably be the big ones right pr- there. Probably the doctor will recommend all of those tests when they, they send you down for some labs, right? You'll Absolutely. Uh, there'll be a big old checklist that you have to go down. So good luck with that, and thank you for the call. Joanne, you're next with Dr. Kevin Most on WGN. Oh, great. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, doctor, I'm 67 years old. I had, um, I've been vaccinated, boosted once last November. I got the COVID bug in early May and was very ill with that. I did not know I was hypertensive until my blood pressure was going through the roof. They put me on blood pressure med. I've been fine since then. Had some heart tests. Everything turned out well. However, last week I came down with COVID again. Oh, boy. <clears throat> yeah. And I thought it was a sinus infection. I had the PCR test on Thursday. They put me on erythromycin 5-pack. Um, now, now I'm seeing a cardiologist and my GP. They are unaware that I have the COVID the second time. They were telling me back in May, hold off on your second booster till the fall. My question is, should I 
hold off on a second booster or wait for this now that I have this probably this BA four or five, which I'm doing much better with. I'm not as horribly ill as I was in May. But should I wait for this new vaccine to come out or should I get a second booster? And when would I get that second booster? Yeah, how how much does how much does she have to clear the COVID that she has now before exactly. before Dean, she you gets hit it right the on the head. Yeah. You know, your immune system right now is fighting off BA5. You know, so it's very interesting. Here's someone who's vaccinated, boosted, had had an infection, and still got BA5. That is just showing us how contagious this is and how poorly the vaccines give us antibodies to stop infection. But if you also listen to Joanne, she said it's much more mild this time. So we do so that that immune system is working. What I usually tell people who have had infection is wait 30 to 60 days. Your natural immunity is still working during that time. Is that going to get you to the time when the new booster is out? Probably not. You're still going to be a little early. But with your with your track record and your history of hypertension and heart disease, I certainly would make sure I had every opportunity to be as protected as I can. So I would say within you know 60 days from now, talk to your doctor, see where that new vaccine is, if it's close to being out, and if not, get that second booster. So interesting to me that, I mean, I've heard you say over and over and others, uh, don't don't wait to get the second booster until the fall. Get your protection now. You can always catch up with that sec- with, with that new booster that'll be coming out. Yet other doctors are saying, that's okay, wait till the fall. Yeah, Dina, I think you'll probably start to see that change a little bit as BA5 really starts to increase here. We're really starting to look at hospitalizations going up, the number of cases going up. And boy, I would hate to be the person that says, you know what, don't get that booster. You probably don't need it yet. Let's wait till the fall and have that individual get sick and end up in the hospital. Yeah. You know, then it's like, wait a second. I, they had an opportunity. To, it's not like we're waiting for vaccines that are readily available. And certainly anybody over the age of 50 should be considering that second booster. Yeah, Joanne, thank you for the call and good luck with uh, mm-hmm. all that you're going through. Thank you. Thank you very much, Doctor. 815 area code uh, asks, what are the symptoms of B5, the BA5? Are, are they you know similar to what, what all the other variants have been? Absolutely. The exact same ones, fever, body aches, cough, congestion, very, very similar. And it's interesting that we're seeing much milder cases as well. People that said, you know, I think I just had a little cold. but it, And they actually go out and test and finding positive. And then you have the other people that are getting almost like a bad influenza, 102 fever, body aches, and just feeling miserable for three, five days. Uh, 847 area code texts in, uh, my husband and I are 74. We have not gotten a second booster. We were going to wait until fall. We both have had COVID. Should we still get the second booster? Yeah, depending on when they had COVID, if it was recent, like I said, you probably have a little bit of natural immunity here, and you probably had BA5. If you had COVID previously, I would get that vaccine, especially at the age of 74. You know, the comorbidities, age is definitely one of them, and that's one of the ones that we don't have as much resiliency in our lung capacity. We have less capacity in our heart. So certainly those are two areas that we want to make sure COVID does not interact with us and uh, cause problems. So I would get vaccinated now knowing that you may need another one in November. We've talked about the comorbidities uh, age you just said. Um, you had mentioned uh, earlier obesity. What are what are some of the other comorbidities, uh, conditions yeah, un- I mean, under which you may be more susceptible to something serious if you get uh, BA5? 
Sure. Anybody with asthma, COPD, so any lung disorders certainly are going to be. Those individuals with diabetes, because we know your immune system is not as great. And we know, unfortunately, those individuals with heart disease. So if we look at where the body is being attacked by this virus, those are the comorbidities that we're most concerned about. So really, it's age, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, or any other heart illness, and then any lung-related illness, COPD, previous lung cancer, um, asthma. Here's Nancy. You're on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most. Hi, doctor. Um, My question regards getting the second booster. My husband and I both had COVID in like mid-April, and the pharmacist told us to wait three months because of immunity from it. So, which is, we're due now for the second booster. However, in the meantime, my husband suspected of having an autoimmune disease, the IgG4, and there is a biopsy in the future. So if we go get a booster now, I'm wondering if that would interfere with anything. Yeah, so, you know, the, all the autoimmune illnesses, it's kind of interesting. You have the two arguments. One is make sure you get boosted, and two, anybody that's going through testing, will it interact with some of those tests? And that's very possible, so I certainly would have that follow-up. But knowing that, I certainly would want to be protected. Now, the pharmacist saying 90 days, that was 90 days ago. That was before BA5 really was right. So I think right now people are more looking at 30 to 60 days and not waiting that additional third month before they're recommending that second booster after an infection. Yeah, Nancy, good luck with all of that, and thank you for your call. Dr. Kevin Most, always a pleasure to talk to you. We appreciate it. Uh, Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern's Central DuPage Hospital. Enjoy your Sunday, my friend. You got it, Dean. We'll talk soon.